Welcome to Millionaire Moms, a space where we explore how the best in the world achieve success with joy while maintaining their health and well-being and quality relationships. Let's shed the mask of masculinity, discover our uniqueness, and reveal the brilliance within. This week, I'm going to share a truth that is very hard for me to admit, that I'd really love to keep to myself as I tell the world I'm fine. When you're in the middle of a challenge and the juggle is real, life is hard, but that doesn't mean it's time to accept defeat. People often don't talk about their truths and the fears that accompany living beyond the confines of comfort. So we're going to dive into the identity crisis that emerges when we are bold enough and brave enough to carry ambitious dreams. It's easy to have a big dream. It's easy to let the days slip away, creating distance between where we are and our dreams. It's easy to say we're busy when we're actually not moving strategically forward in the pursuit of our dreams. It's even easier to say we don't have time, we don't have the resources, we're not like so-and-so, and it's different for us. The hardest part is to ask ourselves, how many meaningful tasks have you completed today that are moving you in the direction of your dreams? It's sometimes hard to face the music and invite your inner warrior to the dance party. It's hard to face your fears and declare a different identity than the one that's comfortable, the one you've worn through the trials of the past. It's hard to chase after the desires of your heart until you achieve them. When we spend our time scrolling through the celebration reel of life on social media and begin comparing ourselves to others, living vicariously through their achievements, it's even harder as we see a gap between where we are in this moment and where we aspire to be. And in those moments, we feel a little bit miserable as comparison robs us of our joy. It appears they're living their divine purpose. And we have to ask ourselves, what's it going to take to rewrite our story? First, we have to identify the false narratives that we've bought into. We're a failure because my inner narrative goes something like this. I've struggled as a single mom. I was broke as a joke working in education. I had to sacrifice my health and well-being working myself into the hospital as I grew my career because I didn't know any better at the time. And I have to remember that now in this moment, I know better. What negative narratives can you let go of? You're not that person anymore, sweetheart. It's time to quit letting the past determine your future. Personally, I feel like I am in need of a reinvention right now, and I'm going to bring you behind the scenes so you can see how to make shift happen in your mind. Last year, I made my daughter's wildest dreams come true and moved from our home in the city to a beautiful country home and put a horse in the backyard. I live a bit of a Yellowstone episode meets Harmark movie kind of life. It's peaceful and beautiful, and then there are the moments when you fall from the horse galloping at full speed across the open acreage and dislocate your hip, get a concussion, and have your world turned upside down. I'll also never forget the moment when the satellite installer couldn't get a Wi-Fi signal, discovered a snake in the yard, and at the same time, my daughter turned around with a mop bucket stuck on the kitchen faucet. We've cried, we've laughed so hard our bellies ache, and right when we settled in and thought we were going to make it. I was laid off. And two days after that, I was diagnosed with the most aggressive form of breast cancer. In the moments where it feels like fear is going to consume me, I have to ask myself, who am I? 
And in those moments, I remind myself, I'm the queen of turning obstacles and opportunities. I've endured more challenges than most in life, and my experiences have taught me how to make shift happen. I'm discovering that both awful and amazing things are happening simultaneously at any given time in life, and we can sit right in the midst of awful and choose amazing. Cancer was one of the greatest obstacles I ever faced. In that moment, I knew how I navigated my disease mattered. My little angel was watching me and learning from my every move. So I chose strength. Not every single day, but most days. It's what we do most of the time that defines who we are. We don't have to be perfect every single day, but we do have to win more days than we lose every single week. And we have to keep score. Otherwise, those days slip and days become weeks, weeks become months, months become years. And soon, our trust account that we create with ourselves by pursuing our goals and keeping those promises we make to ourselves, that trust account diminishes. Thanks to cancer, I learned how to create optimal health in my body. I learned how to be vulnerable and ask for help. I had to admit that I didn't have it all figured out. And I had to grow in my relationship with God, even though I wasn't even sure what that meant or what it should look like. And in that moment, I realized that in awful circumstances, I can choose to make amazing things happen. The largest body of research on high performance shows that the world's highest performers trust in their ability to figure things out. So repeat after me, brilliant beauties. I trust in my ability to figure things out. I put that statement on a sticky note almost every time I transition to a new career. Because in those moments, I feel like I don't have a clue what I'm doing and imposter syndrome rears its ugly head. And I have to remember, I figured out 100% of the hard days and I'm going to figure out today too. In this moment, as I record this, I should be enduring chemotherapy. I changed the entire trajectory of my disease through food and biobehavioral choices. And while I was initially worried about my role being downsized and losing my job right before the holidays, right after this major diagnosis, I decided I could make shift happen in my mind as well. And I could move from that victim mindset of why is this happening to me to a victorious mindset of why is this happening for me? And in that moment, I decided that was the perfect time to launch the business I've been dreaming of, the business I've been spending time with on the sidelines of my life for seven years. Over the months, I sat in the joy of that moment. I was riding the typical entrepreneur's roller coaster and had a lot more good days than bad until the halfway mark hit me. I'm officially halfway through the timeline and financial forecasting that I plan to launch my business. And that is where beep got real. My mortgage is 2.6 times what it used to be in the city. Horse ownership ain't cheap. And as the struggles seem to be surmounting around me, I have to realize that even though I'm strong, if I'm being honest, I am also scared to death. My thoughts are being consumed by fear and worry. And this is where the spiral begins. But fortunately, I know this spiral, and so I don't have to follow it into the depths of the downward trend. Here's how it goes for me. Fear starts to creep in, and I place it at the dinner table beside me and sit and have a conversation with fear. I also allow worry there 
I give self-doubt a seat at the table. I give I'm not enough a seat at the table. And next thing you know, I'm in a conversation with the absolute worst of myself. Fear starts to slowly spiral me into the depths of despair. I get very scared. My first fear is I'm going to lose the horse first, and then I'm going to lose the house. My business isn't going to be a success. The economy is going to tank. My investment accounts are going to be compromised. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so scared that I'll lose everything that I've worked so hard for. And I start to ask God, why? Why did you open every door to this amazing life when I wanted to end up in the country club and I ended up here on five beautiful acres looking out the window at the gorgeous Rocky Mountains and the hills covered with pines, watching my daughter jump in the distance outside of my office window? And I think to myself, why? Why did you bring me this far to drop me? After I allow fear to consume me, then I start to experience a feeling of loneliness. I begin to think that no one understands me, especially not my girlfriends who are married. Most of them don't carry the financial responsibilities I do. Most of them have never played in the same league professionally as I do. Yet this is where we have to take a powerful stand and set our mind on success. My friend and colleague Larry tells me, a mindset is a mind set on something. So let's set our mind on the truth. When fear creeps in, when worry creeps in, when self-doubt, loneliness, insecurity, all of those emotions which are inspired by our negativity bias and help us stay safe, in those moments when we observe and are aware that that's happening, we have to set our mind on the truth. We know that when we're in pursuit of ambitious goals and those big dreams that lie in the depths of our hearts, we have to find the bold courage to face the unknown, to know that we don't get to know the entire journey, but we will take that next step. And in those moments, we will face an identity crisis. We can become infected with inadequacy. In the scriptures, Moses actually cries out to God in these moments, and he says to him, you're calling me to do something that is the exact area I feel inadequate in. I can't do this without you. And in that moment, God says, exactly. We weren't designed to be doing this without the divine power of God. We need to invite God's almighty power into our planning process, into the journey. If we're going to walk with God and truly pursue the desires he's placed in our hearts, we have to learn to trust. And when trust is present, explanations aren't needed. We can simply trust that our success is guaranteed. It always has been and it always will be, sweetheart. When we escape from the patterns of wonder and worry and we replace those thoughts with energetic truth that is aligned with abundance, amazing things happen in our lives. One lesson that I learned over the course of this past year is that God will never take something from you and give you something inferior in return. I vividly remember the day I listened to this sermon and learned this lesson and I thought to myself, damn, that is true. After divorce, after unplanned pregnancy and driving my baby girl home by myself, after moving into my last home, which was my first time purchasing real estate over half a million dollars, and now living on five acres in a gorgeous place that we get to call home. Every time that it seemed like something was taken, something superior replaced it. So I want you to write this in your journal. God will never take something from me and give me something inferior in return, period.
Within every obstacle we face is an opportunity to gain strength, to build skills and courage that we don't know is in us at the moment. We have to call it out. And in this moment, as I sit scared, as the six-month marker of 12 passes, I have to remember that I have no reason to fear. I've made it through 100% of the hard days, and so have you, brilliant beauty. So I want you to get honest with yourself. What fears are you facing? These are the moments when we claim our brilliance, when we reveal that inner warrior energy. Did you know the number one reason most people don't ever reach their goals or live up to their true potential is fear? I feel that big time right now. You know what's also interesting? In researching for this podcast, I learned there's only two kinds of fears we're born with, the fear of falling and the fear of a loud sound. All of the other fears we're carrying are learned. And guess what? We can unlearn them through the power of our mind. Set your mind on the truth that you can trust in your ability to figure things out and that you really only need to focus on the next best step. Psalm 37, 23, and 24 states, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. And again, in Proverbs 16, 9, the scriptures remind us that our steps are guided by the divine. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So in this moment, I want you to take charge of how you feel. We have more power over how we feel than we think. Reframe your thinking to reclaim your life. These are the moments when we make shift happen in our minds. We shift the direction and attention of our reticular activating system in the brain. We redirect our energy and we start focusing on the next best step. That's all that we've got to do. Let's just take that next step in faith together. I would love to invite you to join me in Warrior Women's Society. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash one warrior woman. That's the number one warrior woman. You can also learn about me, your host, Dr. J at drj.com. That's drje.com. Go out and shine your love and light into the world, brilliant beauties.